Welcome to a special week of the Nightly Nuge. Of course, obviously, we've got our man Ted Nugent back last week. We did the best of. Ted's out on tour. We're having a great guest, our both Ted and mine's friend, Kansas Attorney General Chris Kobach. And I've got a lot of things that I want to get uh, Ted and Chris's take on this week. And I want to start with something that I know has my man Ted as torqued as, as I've ever seen him. Uh, welcome, Chris, by the way. But let's talk about what's going on down with the Texas Parks and Wildlife with the CWE issue, Ted. Um, the way I'm hearing it is they're just simply coming onto people's property, killing deer for, for no reason. This seems to be a uh, a lot of issues here, constitutional issues, property rights issues. Why don't you give us an overview, uh, Ted, and then um, let's find out what our constitutional attorney general expert friend Chris Kobach thinks about this. Oh, number one, thank you, Keith and Chris. Welcome, man. We need an attorney general, a top cop. But, you know, with all due respect to the attorney generals across the nation as top cops, we the people are the ultimate top cops. The attorney generals, the governors, the senators, the congressmen, the mayors, they all work for us and they are out of control. People can Google CWD, but be careful because if you go even go to the NRA site, they've been lying about it. Look for the white paper, the scientific conclusions that chronic wasting disease is the exact same scientific profile as scrapies, which is a spongiform encephalectomy, the spongiform encephalitis, uh, that uh, it's a folded prion, folded protein that turns, it's called a prion, that somehow infests the, the, the herbivores in, in sheep historically, and that works its way into the brain and turns it sponge-like, and then they die eventually. But scrapies has been known since the 1600s. It's everywhere. It's in the soil. They have proven it's in the soil where the animals pee. That's where it is, and it's there forever. Now they claim CWD is a unique one to servants, to deer, the moose and the elk and the caribou. And then they claim, the bureaucrats claim it's because of deer breeding. But CWD has been found in herds in all across Canada where there's no breeding. I mean, you know, like a country concert, country music. If you listen to country music, you won't breed either. Um, <laughs> but even in around the, the world, where, where there is no deer breeding operations, they have discovered CWD because it just exists in nature. But also the fact, this isn't the guitar player's fact, this is the scientists and the biologists and the white paper concludes that CWD has never hurt a deer herd. All deer herds, after spending $50 million in Wisconsin of hard-earned taxpayer dollars, the deer herd is expanding, even though the bureaucrats of the Department of Natural Resources increased the slaughter, not just the harvest, but the slaughter of deer and spent gazillions of dollars testing all the lymph nodes and the brain cells. And meanwhile, the deer herd continues to expand. So CWD has not negatively impacted any deer herd. But for some strange, I believe, corrupt criminal reason, these non-elected Texas Parks and Wildlife bureaucrats are siding on behalf of the big South Texas ranchers who have lost some revenues because instead of a non-resident hunter coming in to spend twenty, thirty thousand dollars for a 170-inch deer on the Kennedy and the King in the East and some of the historical great deer grounds, these deer breeders have created 300-inch deer that they can sell. I believe it is a, a mafia move 
by the large landowners of Texas. This, now, this is conjecture on my part, but I have all kinds of evidence to support these uh, conclusions. And CWD cannot jump to human beings. No human being has ever got CWD. Humans get a Crutzfeld Jacob, which, <clears throat> which is the human version of scrapies and mad cow disease and what they now call CWD, even though it's the same as scrapies. And I'm watching these grown men and women, Chris, crying their eyes out as these soulless numbnuts will obey an immoral order to invade private property and slaughter entire herds of whitetails because they claim that one had CWD. And many of the deer that they kill to test turn up negative. They didn't even have CWD. They killed them anyway. It's out of control. And I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to put a stop to it because these poor deer breeders, their entire livelihood, they've been at it for 30, 40 years, and they're producing these magnificent, healthy, giant deer. And again, GMO bass might not, in, 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 nobody's interested in GMO bass. I'm not. Nobody, a lot of people aren't interested in, you know, genetically modified uh, breeding operations that produce these monstrous, strange, freaky stags. I'm not interested in them, but I'm interested in private property rights, and I'm interested in people having the, the fastest growing agriculture movement in America, which is white-tailed deer breeding, and the jack-booted thugs of the Texas Parks and Wildlife, they have lost their soul, and they are just slaughtering these deer for no good reason, and they'd have to explain themselves. So we've got to put a stop to this. So with that as a backdrop, Chris, um, you know, th this raises all kinds of concerns to just the rank-and-file thinker like me, landowner, hunter, so on and so forth. What are some of the ways landowners might be able to protect themselves? Is there something in the law that will pr protect these people and their private property on their own private ranches? Well, you know, I haven't looked at the details of Texas law on this question yet, so I've got to be careful what I say, but I will say this. You know, the um, Parks and Wildlife Rangers uh, in just about every state, they have some authority to go onto private property without a warrant, right? And the reason that authority was given in the very beginning, and I and I and it's problematic even even at that point. But the only reason for it was that the ranger sees a poacher, the poacher's got a gun, the poacher could take off in his pickup truck, and it allows the ranger to go on and you know intercept someone before they get away. That was the only reason these agencies were ever thought to maybe maybe have just a little bit of leeway on entering private property. But that is such a far cry from entering private property to slaughter animals on that property. That has nothing to do with catching a suspect who's observed committing a crime and going to you know, get the guy before he gets away. And so I think it's an abuse of whatever statutory authority Texas has given these, these, you know, these wildlife and parks individuals. And you know, that's one thing I would note. And so that would be, a, you know, there, there may be legal action depending on how their authority is, is framed in the law. The other thing I would note is it's interesting how CWD has become kind of like the COVID for wildlife. You know, remember during the, the COVID lockdowns, all they did was say, well, COVID, we got to do it. Take away your liberties, COVID. And similarly, these wildlife and parks bureaucrats just say, oh, CWD, we got to justify anything we got to do. Yes, it might seem intrusive, but remember CWD. 
it's it's kind of like the excuse that opens up all kinds of uh, violations of people's individual liberties, some of which may be uh, you know contestable in a court of law. So I, I hope that landowners do assert these rights because if they don't, then the agency will just continue to do it next time. If nobody stands up and says, hey, wait a minute, I don't think you have a legal right to do that. But Chris, what about the attorney general down there, Ken Paxton? I mean, you know, I, I don't know a lot about him, but I've seen him do some really good things in the past. Why doesn't he step forward and help these poor Texas landowners? I mean, if this was in Kansas, I would demand you as my attorney general to, to protect me. I mean, wh- why aren't we getting that from what people will say a, a, a red state? Well, um, I know uh, Ken Paxton and he he's a good man. He's a hunter, too. But I'll tell you, uh, right now he's sidelined because a cabal of Democrats and more left-leaning Republicans uh, have brought impeachment charges against him. And they've pushed the the trial in the Texas Senate back until September. And so he is uh, temporarily, hopefully temporarily, um, not able to perform his duties. And there's a uh, acting attorney general in there right now. So uh, you know, I, I would hope that Ken would take a look at this uh, when he gets back uh, into his full role. Well, I don't want Ted to be in the middle of a Branch Davidian situation down there. What advice would you give Ted as he's out there speaking on behalf of all these people? What in the world can they do, Chris? Uh, I think one thing that in addition to individuals seeking legal help and seeing, look, do they really have authority to come onto my land and do this? Um, I think organizing, you know, political pressure makes a difference. And we hunters, we like going about our business. We like, you know, shooting deer when the season comes around. We like shooting turkeys. We like shooting quail, whatever. But we don't usually politically organize. I think it's important. And, and someone like Ted is is a great person to do this, is, is get people informed and say, hey, we got to get together. We got to put pressure on our legislators. And then the legislators can put pressure on the fish and game uh, commissions and, and agencies because it's the legislators who get to decide how much money that agency has. So uh, I think putting pressure on legislators and organizing hunters is the best way to go, in addition to individuals seeking legal help. Well, certainly that has been my modus operandi for the last 50 plus years. When I see stupid laws, I had explained to uh, Keith earlier that when I was growing up, some bureaucrats said I couldn't climb a tree with my bow and arrow. I mean, it was against the law to hunt out of a tree stand. I mean, who would leave a room and go, yeah, we have that authority. You don't have the authority over my tree climbing and you don't have my authority. You don't have any authority over what I do on Sunday during the natural season of harvest. And you don't have any authority whether I move apples closer to my friend's deer blind. They're, they're, they're overstepping their authority. And you had mentioned earlier the foundation of uh, 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 game wardens allowed to violate their Fourth Amendment was when they did have probable cause. They had to see a crime being committed or at least have an indication that a crime was being committed. And then they could pursue the, the, sus- the suspect. But this is way, way far removed from right. that original premise, which made some sense and was reasonable to reasonable people. But we have organized, Chris and Keith, and everybody should go to HunterNation.org. We've got some really, finally, some Texans that are actually experimenting in self-government and being activists. And we have created a document, which I'll get you a copy of, Chris, that outlines the lies involved with the Texas Parks and Wildlife and the Michigan Department of Natural Resources and the Wisconsin Natural Resources and 
the Pennsylvania Game Commission and in Utah where they're trying to net deer instead of opening an archery season. In other words, turning what deer into a liability instead of an asset. It's just planet of the cuckoo's nest out there. So many crazy things going on. But I'm going to keep you up to date and we're going to start soon, I hope, on TedNugent.com uh, sharing these new documents the, that we've created. And everybody from the great Colonel Alan West and uh, and uh, General Leroy Sisko and uh, past Governor uh, Rick Perry have signed these documents identifying the overreach and the abuse of power by Texas Parks and Wildlife against private property rights and the Fourth Amendment and due process. So we are organizing and we're going to get thousands and thousands of signatures on this document to stop this procedure. And if they keep doing it, I, Ted Nugent, will organize... <coughs> I will organize a protest at the next ranch they try to destroy someone's livelihood and we'll show up by the thousands and we will not let them in the gate. Here's one thing to consider for your common sense. Remember when uh, 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 the Heller case was decided that the Supreme Court, Supreme Court yep. decided that we have an individual right to keep and bear arms? Duh. <laughs> but the dissenting justices in their dissensions uh, uh, letter not only denied we had the right to keep and bear arms, they actually used the words self-defense. The, 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 the other four justices said there's no indication that Americans have the right to self-defense. So at some point, your smarts, your instincts have to kick in. And I believe that I can defy Supreme Court justices that say I don't have the right to self-defense. They're wrong. I have the right to self-defense, period. And the, the Texas T Parks and Wildlife will claim that I don't own the white-tailed deer that I have a receipt for from a breeder who grew that deer with artificial insemination. I have a receipt. It's under high fence, which the public is not allowed access. They won't let me let them out, but they still claim I don't own the deer. So they're on my land. You're not going to let me let them out. Nobody can come on my property, but I don't own the deer. I have a receipt. Do you? And then when they make me test them, all of a sudden they are my deer. No, they're your deer now. You got to pay for the test. Do you see the insanity? They're defying logic. They're defying common sense. And they're defying our instinct that private property rights are the foundation of this unique experiment in self-government. And Texas Parks and Wildlife, we're coming to get you. You're out of control. You are the violators. We're the good guys. You're the bad guys. Hey, Chris, a lot of stuff, Ted, and I want to talk to you. Will you be willing to stick around uh, for a couple more days with us? Come back tomorrow night? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Ted, before we leave today, I want to make sure that we uh, give a special shout out uh, because tomorrow, Tuesday, August 8th, is Election Day in Mississippi. And I know you and I are both big fans of uh, Chris McDaniel, Senator McDaniel's running for lieutenant governor. Um, I hope all of our hunting and non-hunting but pro-democracy friends down in Mississippi get out tomorrow night and vote for Senator Chris McDaniel. 
That's absolutely true. I've got a lot of great, great blood brothers across the land, including in Mississippi. And uh, stay on course, guys. We need to vote in God, family, country, freedom, real Republicans, conservatives, not these Mitt Romneys and John Thunes of the world. So go for it, Mississippi. You can make the difference. Hunters have at it.